Hello, hello, and welcome back to Joe on Joe Extreme. Ex- Extreme. Say it, Troy. Join me with me, ladies and gentlemen. We've got recurring Joe on Joe member. He's very excited to join on Joe on Joe Extreme today. It is Troy Smith. Um, he's awesome. He is make. He's working with GI Joeberg. They're making videos. The latest one was called "Can You See." Uh, he asked me to be a part of it, so I'm a part of that video uh, family with reenactments with the action figures, and I'm really happy to have him back on. So, Troy Smith, welcome back to Joe on Joe. Well, thank you very much, Joe. It's great to be back. It's great to have you back, or should I say target practice? That's target practice reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> um, yeah, Troy, so welcome back to the show. Thank it, you. And... We are, uh, to, to be fair, listeners, we're currently recording this the morning after the Saturday night uh, uh, protests in Los Angeles, where it was crazy by me. I don't know if it was crazy by you, Troy, but there's uh, weirdness in the air, and there's uh, there's a lot going on today. So if I'm distracted or a little preoccupied with stuff, you know, that's where it's at, listeners. Yeah, we're in the, the next county over, and um, it's quiet over here. That's good. Yep. That's good. Um, l- listeners, a lot of you know that I work uh, at and with Golden Apple Comic Books. That is on Melrose Avenue. Melrose Avenue was the source of the uh, the violence and the protests last night. So um, there was apparently there was a little bit of, of, of damage to the windows. Uh, luckily, they escaped any hardcore damage and or um you know and or looting and stuff but some of our neighbors were not so lucky the old building that golden apple used to be in for years for like 30 years or something like that um that's the building that burned down if you saw it on the news that was that building Mm -hmm. so it's uh it's scary times it is it is really scary times and listeners i hope that our show like ours can give you a little reprieve which is what we're going to do today and give you guys a little bit of escape from uh, from the current events and some of the strifes and struggles that we're all going through. And uh, so we're going to talk G.I. Joe today. Troy, are you with me on that? Yes, sir. Awesome, awesome. Uh, so, Troy, tell yes. me tell me about Can You See? Tell me how brilliant my voice acting is. Tell me everything. Tell the listeners. I'm sorry. I know how all that is brilliant. You <laughs> tell the listeners. No, yeah. Tell us about Can You See and G.I. Joe Berg and what you got next with your videos. Okay. All right. Well, it kind of all started uh, when I spoke to you. Uh, gosh, it's been a little over a year ago yep. when we did Rock and Roll Lives when you're G- Joe on Joe. When we with were your, doing Yeah, the, with your kids. It's, uh, there was such a great day. Yep. With the Deke. And I remember talking about, asking you about Stephen Jubber. And it's like the, the Joeberg crew. And it's like, do you know them? You know, how are they? And, you know, I was, I was kind of like fanboying us a little bit. And, um, after that, I was like, you know what? I, I think I need to jump into G.I. Joe game. I, I have some editing background, and I wanted to do something. I saw one of Steven's videos, uh, Blood in the Water, and I thought, you know what? Let me do a little prequel for that. I reached out to Steven, and he was like, oh, yeah, definitely do it. And he said, heck, we'll put it on my channel. And I was like, okay. So we did, and it's like, that's when the bug bit. <laughs> so that. from that, we jumped over to uh, the next one was a big... Uh, about 30 minute episode called clairvoyance mm-hmm. and 
of course, I needed some vocal talent, so I, I reached out to you, and you gave life to Big Boa and Crockmaster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they were fantastic and great, so... Any excuse to do my Stallone, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm happy to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was fun, because that, that episode featured uh, Big Boa, Raptor, and Crockmaster. And if, you know... That's like a murderer's row of B-list. Yeah, exactly, and crystal ball. <laughs> oh, yeah. Crystal ball to That's, top it off. He's C-list, though. He's C-list. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, it was a lot of fun working with those unknown characters, and, and for you to give life to Big Boa was pretty cool, and there were some people who were just like, you know what, I, I kind of have a new respect for Raptor now, and I kind of enjoy, uh, you know, crystal ball. Paul over at uh, Joburg loved giving voice to him. Mm-hmm. So then the saga continued with the next episode, which was by Dawn's Early Light, which um, Falcon is being uh, chased and, and haunted by Crystal Ball. I'm not gonna, there's a kind of a good ending to that one. That was a very short one, about seven-minute interlude. Awesome. And then, and then on the G.I. Joeberg, we just kind of made these, um, just for the fun of it, these commercials featuring Crystal Ball. One was like a real estate get-rich-quick scheme. Shut up. I haven't seen these. <laughs> Oh, you haven't? Okay. No, no, no. Tell us. Tell us. All right. So YouTube channel, Joburg, G.I. Joburg. That's where they're all at. There's a uh, crystal ball. It's him uh, doing a get rich quick scheme commercial. Just 30 seconds and just trying to mock everything that you see on, on YouTube and Facebook. You know, those I'm yeah. sure everybody sees yeah. them in their stream. Uh, or maybe I'm the one who's just like got the suckers. <laughs> You're the one who keeps <laughs> clicking on them. You keep yeah, seeing exactly. them because you keep falling for them, Troy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other one is I'm sure everybody's seen. Have you been injured in an accident? Yes. And we did. We did the lawyer one. So Crystal Ball is a lawyer speaking directly to Falcon. And oh, that's great. Uh, so that so that's a little spoof. That also entails and, and hints back to uh, uh, clairvoyance. Uh -huh. And. And then the final one, which is my favorite, uh, the hair club for men. <laughs> <laughs> so that one features Crystal Ball and Law. And I don't know no, why. He's got, if I remember, he's got a little bit, he's got male pattern baldness, right? He's Crystal not, Ball? Yeah, he's not fully bald, right? No, he has white streaks. Oh, right. That's what he's got. Okay. Yeah. So it's hair coloring. So, um, I mean, even as a kid, this is just this just proves how good advertising is. Because even as a kid, who, what eight year old or nine year olds thinking about coloring their hair when they're older? But I'm like, when I'm forty and I need it, I'm going to use this product. Yes, <laughs> and yes. It's, it's just stuck. It's just stuck with me. I don't use the product. I don't need to. I, I like my pepper gray, whatever. But it's just kind of uh, it just stuck with me. So I use that in this little. Uh, pretty much tried to do it like shot by shot. Uh, frame by frame using the same setup oh great uh, yes so the idea is you know it gets a little meta with those commercials as we just kind of just threw them out there they're basically from falcon's point of view and then by don's or no sorry by it by can you see it kind of comes out and reveal that like oh these are commercials that falcon's been watching ah. and and it's because of he's he was traumatized I'm spoiler alerts all over the place. Uh, <laughs> he, he was traumatized by a crystal ball in clairvoyance. Nice. So it, it's about Falcon working his way through it. And then final, the final one in the series that we've done so far is, um, 
uh, <laughs> I'm just losing my thought. Um, all oh, these titles, I mean, I made them. I can't, why well, am I blanking? Well, you can't use Rockets Red Glare because you already did an episode called Rockets Red Glare. Yes, it was. Um, and there's some sirens going on yeah. in the background, ladies and gentlemen. So, like I said, uh, today's a little crazy, so there probably will be more sirens throughout. Can you see? So, can you see is the latest one, right? And that's where I where I called you up again, and yeah. I gave you, and you did the voice of uh, Star, not Starduster. Um, it was one of the one of the Battle Force two thousand guys, right? Yep, you yeah. did the um, um, the guy from Blocker. Blocker, right? Right? Yeah, but I did him as uh, as uh, Hudson from Aliens. Yes, <laughs> game oh, over. No, that, was, that was the Viper. Oh, that that's was right. the Viper. Right? 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 Televiper, yes, and you kind of. I was listening to the recording. Is like I'm going to throw a little bit of Hudson. Like game <laughs> over, man. Game <laughs> over. Oh, my four year old son picked up on that. He runs around the house. Game over, man. Game over. It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. If that no, you know, if, if that leads him down the route to appreciating aliens, then yes, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny just to hear. I mean, even the girls, they laugh and we just all get a kick out of it. So that's that's a lot of fun. And the relationship you've got with your kids with through G.I. Joe is just awesome to see. It really is. Uh, I ran into you guys at that Joe Con last Mm -hmm. year as well. And just I mean, to see the, the, the youth, the young kids getting into it is is absolutely amazing and and vital and important. Yes. And you know, it, it is a lot of fun to be able to share that, that gift with them. And I'm very appreciative that they actually took interest in it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cause like who wants to pay attention to old dad's old stuff, right. but you know what <laughs> they do. And it's, it's, you know, these are the good times. Uh, yeah, I, you, I just have a blast. And you were saying a little bit before we got on the air, we were talking about, you know, hey, how you hold it up in quarantine and stuff. And you were saying that that it's been great because you've been able to spend great uh, a lot of time with your kids. I know. It's it's so weird. Um, when it started, I was very – it's like you almost go through the waves of grief. I was very angry. I was upset. I was frustrated. And just like everybody was, nobody really kind of knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. But But as that passed, I was like – you know what? My one goal in this is to that when, you know, five years, 10 years, when I look back on this, that I look back and all oh, those were great times. I got to spend so much time with my family. I got to spend all day with my kids. Uh, it's been a lot of fun educating them and, and going through schoolwork with them. And it's been stressful and had some tough days, but the amount of time to spending with them and playing with them, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. And Everyone says it goes by so quickly, and, and I'm thankful that I have this time, that, that I can do that. And, you know, not on the best of terms, uh, but, you know, you, you make the best of what you dealt with, and that's what we're trying to do. Yeah. And it's, it's been fun. Le- lemonade out of lemons, and, and, yes. that's, and that's good. Um, yeah, you know, we've been kind of trying to do the same, making the most out of it. Uh, spending you know quality times with our dogs but um sure. you know but with each other too and just you know kind of my wife and i you know just figuring that figuring that out and it's it, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be terrible it does not have to be a, nope. a, a terrible time um and, yep and, and your joe and joe feed is definitely benefiting from it oh yeah oh <laughs> totally yeah well that's it I'm, I'm yeah absolutely it's been great to be back broadcasting and 
I was uh, I was talking to a friend yesterday, and we were talking about like creative and being creative and stuff, and and, and I and they they were saying how they've this actually isn't really a creative time for them, even though you know they've got nothing but time in their hands. They're just they're not in that headspace, you know, and 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 they were on the same page with me of saying even if like with with Joe and Joe, like I'm just forcing myself to do the stuff I know how to do, which is, mm-hmm. which, which is creative, but it's, but it's, 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 a, it's, it's flexing those muscles in a great way. And, and it's so good. So even if you're like, you're sitting around and you're like, Oh, I, I've always wanted to paint, but now you know, I don't want to learn how to paint. Think about like stuff you already know how to do and just start putting them in action. And that's that kind of creative motivation that you're going to find is really, really rewarding. Uh, for him, he was a writer, and he was talking about, um, you know, he 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 basically did a lot of the blocking and tackling of being a writer. You know, like organizing thoughts and cataloging mm-hmm. like story ideas. You know, like those kinds of behind the scenes stuff. And he was saying how how helpful it was, even though he doesn't feel like creating. He's just basically organizing his creativity, and mm-hmm. it's it's so true. It's so, it's so vital right now. That's funny that you mentioned painting. That was the first thing I did. I painted a sky striker. No. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> from, from the, I pretty much uh, grabbed one of the frames from the classic comic book of wild weasel and oh, yeah. uh, Ace going it's at like, it. I don't it 35 or something. Yeah. It is something so, in that 30 range. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. I, I, I started a while ago, but just, put it away because i wasn't liking where i was going and i just sat down like you know i'm finishing this that's awesome i like i like now are you are you painting uh digitally or with real paints real paints wow what share that yeah share that okay i'll see if i can uh i'll send you a a photo yeah that's great that's awesome i'd love to see it you follow uh what's his name yickety click no. Oh, he's um he's a GI Joe artist, or he's a he's an artist, and he does a lot of GI Joes, and um he's super he's a super great dude, I, and I guess he's a massive GI Joe. He's a big fan. Of, he's like us. He's a big fan of all the '80s stuff. So we'll, so he does, um, he he just every day he does something new. I mean that's he is an artist. That's that's his profession, and uh and his Instagram and his follow his Twitter tweets and stuff are great because it's always GI Joe stuff, and he's got this great um paint like i think it's like gauche is the name of the like g-a-u-c-h style of artwork and it's fabulous absolutely fabulous mm-hmm. kickley that's who i'm talking about uh kickley k-i-c-k-l-i-y uh i i follow him on instagram and yeah his stuff is awesome he does i'm looking at his page right now you know he's got thunder the barbarian stuff he's got rancor he's got bat, original battlestar galactica uh, Magnum PI, ton of GI Joe's. You know what I mean? Like this is this is what mm-hmm. he does, and he's super talented, and it's just so so good. Yes, I've heard of his greatness. Yeah, and he's a swell dude too. You can interact with him pretty easily on on the social, and uh, he's always supportive and stuff. So it's great. Yep, always heard good things about him. So Troy, Joe yes, on GI Joe Extreme. What's your Extreme! what's your what's your connection to Extreme? <laughs> Like what is what's did you did you have you ever seen these before? Like what's what's your connection to this iteration? I would say my connection is uh, COVID friendly and far far six more than six feet away, like way <laughs> <laughs> way more than six feet away. There is no chance of Black Dragon giving you the COVID. Nope, not a chance. And you know, 
I had no experience with them. I saw them in a local toy shop, uh, toy shop, comic shop, probably eight months ago. Mm-hmm. He had them on a sale rack, like on carded figures, GI Joe Extreme, and I saw them, and I was like, nope, <laughs> no yeah. chance. And they were probably then, super cheap, right? Oh yeah, they were on the sale rack, yeah. and then. I thought about it and I went back like a week later and I thought, you know what? <sighs> Go get them, buy them. They were gone. Mm. So <laughs> somewhere in my local area, someone likes GI Joe extreme. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're pretty affordable, uh, on eBay right now. They really are. Yeah. Uh, and they're fun. They're just, they're just different. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, they were trying to do something. I mean, it's it's He-Man, it's Ninja Turtles, it's unarticulated. And, and for me, G.I. Joe is all about articulation. And I think right. that's what a lot of us are really big fans of. And I, it just, it, it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they were opening an original and, and watching some of these cartoons to catch myself up to speed, it's like, uh, these are not bad cartoons. These are They're like, not at all. Some, there's some serious stuff going on. Like people get hurt and it's, it's a different flavor and I don't hate it. I no. kind of like it. And, and it's funny. So people are going to get hurt on today's episode. So today, oh, that's right. yeah, today we're watching uh winner take all. And it, mm-hmm. it, it, the, the inciting incident is our friend metalhead gets severely hurt and freight takes it very personal. Like this is a really good personal story. Yeah. Responsibility. Even though it clearly wasn't his fault. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah. And and it's and it, it's got the thing that I love about cartoons of this era when they uh, have um, uh, continuity and, and crossover mm-hmm. stuff because we've got wreckage as the big ba- the big bad and he and we get flashbacks to his origin which we had seen a few episodes earlier in that crawling from a wreckage episode. So mm-hmm. it, it was, frankly, it was also a way for them to get like a minute and a half of, of animation without having to pay for <laughs> animation. But you know what I'm saying? It's still cool. Yes. Yeah, I got to reward those longtime uh, watchers that like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's great. So I'm, I, yep. I dig it. I dig it. I'm a fan. Um, so had you, so had you had not seen any of these then before before I shared it with you? No, I have not seen them. They are hard to find, and your interest kind of piqued my interest. Good, good. So, well, and you know, you know, you've got the Google link to that drive, so you watch them all, my friend. All right. Um, so, listeners, if you want to go on the web and you want to see all these awesome stop motion slash live action action figure movies that Troy's doing with GI Joeberg, that's on the GI Joe GI Joeberg YouTube page. So go yes. to YouTube and the G.I. Joe Berg YouTube page and check those out. While you're on the internet, check me out at Joe and Joe Pod. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send me an email to Joe and Joe Pod at gmail.com. Let me know what you think of the show. Let me know if you want to be a guest on the show. I love having listeners and guests and meeting new people and finding out all the good things about people and what they're up to. And, you know, if you're on a podcast app and you're on iTunes or you're anywhere, Stitcher, and you're listening to this and you want to drop a rating and review, I would appreciate it. It helps, it helps, it helps. We were recently Troy, I, I got up to uh I was I was number I was number fifty in the uh the the iTunes TV and film category. Oh wow. Yeah. And that, that's yeah. a very big category. It is a very big category. And uh it I was pretty surprised and pretty proud of it. It it uh I was the only cartoon show 
like you know from it was the only show like of our of our type that was up there it's you know i was i was on there were shows like star trek and um you know battlestar galactic you know all these like talk about tv shows you know and right there in the middle of it was a show about gi joe so i was i was i was pretty pleased to see that yeah and especially the part of gi joe that very few know about well, yeah, okay. that's the, they're going to tune in. They're going to be like, oh, what's this G.I. Joe podcast? And they're going to hear me going like, extreme! extreme! And they're going to delete. <laughs> <laughs> but so if there's any new listeners out there, welcome and thank you for sticking around. Um, we definitely, we definitely appreciate it. So, Troy, if you're, if you're ready, I'm ready. We can get, right. uh, we can get rolling with this fabulous episode of G.I. Joe Extreme. Of, yeah, G.I. Joe Extreme on Joe and Joe Extreme. Are you all set? Yes, sir. Okay, listeners, get your videos ready if you happen to have it. That's the other thing. If you want to be a guest on the show, guess what your carrot is? Your carrot is a link to all these episodes. I'll supply the episodes. So that's uh, that's fuel for you guys to reach out and be a guest. So if everyone's ready, uh, ready, set, play. So it starts on Joe Island. That's right. Which is cool. I really like that they have their own island in this. And that's bu- yeah. and that's ballistic. So I wonder if they took over Cobra Island and made it their own base. No, it was on it was on it was on the early episodes. You'll get to it. Okay. It um okay. it uh it was you know what it, well it wasn't Cobra Island, but they did take over an island. But it wasn't okay. Cobra Island. Yeah. So Cobra is we know Cobra's a part of this. Well, real quick, we're missing the good stuff. It's freight playing ballistic in a game of basketball and freight just bent steel <laughs> to slam dunk the basketball yeah he would make shaquille o'neal cry uh, this guy yeah is so yeah big. and you see it and you look look the um oh and he yeah it's great that was that was an that was an amazing let's not let's not bury the lead here that was an amazing opener because mm-hmm. then only were they playing one-on-one freight one he bent the backboard but he bent the pipe of the backboard. So when it was done, it was shaped like an S the whole thing broke. Ballistic has to take over monitor duty. That was awesome. And the force perspective, making freight look like two to three times bigger. Yes. He than... looks just like a monster. And you, oh, yes. when you see him in live action, you, you go, Oh, that's Michael Clark Duncan. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if he was, I mean, he would, yeah, he was an actor at the time. He was in stuff. I think by that time, mm-hmm. was it, cause it wasn't Armageddon. And was he also maybe or maybe he wasn't though? I don't know. You know what? I'll I'll look that up. But either way, either way, if had they had they done a a a GI Joe Extreme movie, and they didn't cast Michael Clark Duncan, that would have been an absolute shame. Right. Kind of reminds me of the guy who is in the Mission Impossible. That's the same guy, right? Oh well, that's Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames. Yeah, yes. I love but Ving Rhames. Not as big as you're right. Not as but, big as. But no, Michael no, Clark you know what though? You're, you may have, Clark Duncan was like bodybuilder big. Ving Rhames yeah. was strong, but he was more just a big dude. Um, yeah, Ving Rhames at that time though he he would have been considered that type because of Pulp Fiction, which was which mm-hmm. came out like two or three years earlier than this. Right. Um, so let's see here. Michael Clark Duncan at the time had he broke yet? And I was a big fan of Mike Clark Duncan. I was so sad when he passed away. He had been on a couple episodes of TV. He had done some TV at the time. Yeah, so like, yeah, uh, Armageddon was 98, and that was his big breakout. Yeah. 
So there's so, a chance. There's a chance they could have. The uh, there honestly is a chance the animators could have seen him, but probably not. Uh, and basketball was a huge thing in the '90s. And, oh yeah. Well, and they, Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal, they're very few bigger than him. No, yeah, to, he probably was modeled more after Shaq. You're totally right. So the show starts, and it, we just jump right into a fight, and it's Freight right. and uh, Metalhead fighting against um, Rampage. You know the the Hulk Iron Man bad guy. And they are, um, it's just like, we don't really know what they're fighting about, but it's just kind of in the middle nope. of the fight, which is great. Don't need it. And, and Freight is literally ripping the tank apart with yeah, his bare hands. He's so strong. He Well, in a previous cold open, like live action open, he he lifts up a tank. Oh, that I was, remember that one. Yeah, I saw he that one. literally picks it up with his bare hands. It's insane. And uh, Metalhead has fallen off the side of the cliff and he's mm-hmm. going, you know, he's going to die. And Freight is holding, he's holding on to a motorcycle and the motors or their, I can't remember the name of the vehicle and Freight's pulling the vehicle up and, and, he, the, and the, the vehicle breaks with, yeah, with Metalhead attached to it. The vehicle breaks off in his hands. So Metalhead falls down a cliff for real. And Freight watches yeah, with like, fear. Yeah. Cut immediately to a hospital bed and Metalhead's alive. Mm-hmm. Black Dragon's yep. giving him, uh, giving him a, a pep talk, so to speak. But um, Metalhead's got brain damage. <laughs> 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 Looks like a busted arm and a busted leg. Yeah. Which is cool uh, because we don't often see actual pain and actual damage on G.I. Joe in any in nope. any of the iterations. And he's got a Band-Aid across his nose. <laughs> yeah. Bro- uh, broke his nose, too. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And here comes Freight, and you see that he's just broken up about this. Hey, no sweat. Yeah, he he definitely takes it personal. It's like, why can't I lift motorcycles off cliffs? Yeah, well, <laughs> no, hey, let's be fair. He was lifting it. The motor yes. the motorcycle broke. broke. Yeah, like the the which is I, what I like about that part of it. He wasn't unable to do it. It just broke under pressure. Yeah, they, they always say that when uh, whenever like they draw Superman catching a plane. It was actually the only really, really good thing about that Superman Returns, the Brian Singer movie, is that they showed him trying to catch a plane and how difficult it would be because as he catches it, the plane is not built to withstand being caught like that. So it would right. just crumble underneath. You know what I mean? So he has to get inventive. He just can't catch it and fly with it. And that's essentially what happened to Freight here. Now, I don't know who this lady is. I was going to ask you. Good. I, I have absolutely no idea. I feel like we saw her in a previous episode. I don't remember it. And she never had a figure. She's not listed as as any like, you know, unproduced figures. I have no idea who she is. Um she looks like someone out of like um like an anime uh um Robotech kind of show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where she's got like this this she's got an eye patch, a pirate hat, right. a skull, the big shoulder blades. Like she looks something like that. Like she'd be on like what is it, Battle Yamoto? I forget what the yeah. name of that one was called. Um, she kind of reminds me of the Street Fighter guy. Yeah, um, that yes. they made the figure. Yes, woman with the eye patch and top hat and and but like pirate. I mean, it's clearly a pirate gear. Yes, you're weird. Abs- that's actually really cool. It's a female version of uh the guy that play that uh. Street Fighter, bad guy. Um, and he was played by Raul, Raul Julia, Major Bison, and Bison. Yep, she's yep. completely 
a female M. Bison without an eye. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know that they named her. Mm. Now, maybe, I didn't catch it either. Yeah, maybe they name her in a later episode, which, which if so, this is exciting because then it's just a tease of this awesome looking character. She looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, she definitely jumps off the screen and like, okay, my attention went to her. It's like, okay, who's she? Because, I mean, he comes in, he's got some kind of device that Scar wants. Right. And he's like, I got to hand deliver it. And she's like, no, 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 no. And she mm-hmm. pretty much shuts him down. Mm-hmm. So she's got power. This is them giving, giving Claw uh, uh, a Baroness character, you know? Yeah. Like someone in power who acts as a go-between. And what the, 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 thing, the thing is, it's like a device that's going to, we find out later it's basically a stronger version of the metal arm that's on um, wreckage, and that's essentially what it is. It's a souped-up wreckage. Um, it's like right. that. It's like that episode of the DIC show where they um, where they souped up the bat and he became um, annihilator. Mm. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like, kind of like that idea of like they they're going to make a better version of wreckage. So he contacts wreckage and he tells him about it. And Wreckage is not happy with it because Wreckage is not happy with what happened to him. Which, listeners, if you remember, he got put under uh, an experiment and he got turned into this monster. Listeners, I know what you need in your life. You need more podcasts. And you also love movies. So why not do a podcast that's about not one movie? It's about not two movies. It's about three movies and a meal i'm talking the movies and a meal podcast this show is great it's brought to you by keith brad and ben and each week they bring a new movie to the table which they all discuss as a group and it's not you know your highfalutin movies it's what we do in the shadows the fantastic four rise of the silver surfer and out of sight you know it's bad education ghost rider and a view to a kill it's X-Men Last Stand, Queen Sugar, The Mandalorian, and Major League Two. They are a lot of fun to listen to. You guys know Ben. It's our friend Ben Penserga. He was a guest on Joe and Joe. In fact, Ben was the very first remote guest that I ever had on this podcast, so he's always got a special place in my heart. I'm really digging this. I, I just started listening to it last week. It is a lot of fun. They bring a guest in. The guest, uh, I, I listened to their Heathers episode. They, they were joined by Kelly. And she went in-depth on her favorite movie, which was Heathers, and it made me want to go watch Heathers to watch with them. I really dig it. So, guys, find them out there, at Movies and a Meal, Twitter, Instagram. Their website is moviesandameal.podbean.com. They put out one episode a week. Give them a listen, guys. Support them. Let them know Joe on Joe sent you. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. It is quite entertaining. And now back to the show. I believe we just took a commercial break. So, okay. so if, if, um, if there's a, listeners, if the edit on this is awfully quick, that's why. So hopefully you just heard a commercial or you just heard, uh, one of my file cards. Cause I think that's what we, on the video, that's what we just watched, but there were no commercial bumpers there, but freight is broken up and upset. And he's talking to stone about how upset he is. So he wants to quit the GI Joe team. So did you notice when freight walked in the room, how off tilted he was? That is like he was kind of like at a, a, a weird stance. And if I remember correctly, that's how his action figure is. It's almost like I, I don't know how to describe the pose where he's got one leg bent, one fully extended. Oh, yeah. And his, yeah, and his hips is. are like almost like a weird. Yeah, he's like he's like know. he's like swerving to the to the to the left. He's like he's like, yeah. he's doing it. He's putting on a Detroit lean. Yep. I have a feeling that's because his character model can't fit through that doorway. 
<laughs> and I'm not joking. If they drew, if they drew, probably, him, yeah. If they drew the doorway in what would be a normal size and drew him at what would be the size they've established him at, those shoulders don't fit through that door. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So he quit and he heads immediately to a local football team. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> what are you doing here? I, I thought you were off to his military. old coach. To his old coach. Yep. Now, so he's got he'd be a competitor. Yeah. And uh, on a previous episode of, of Joe on Joe, we were talking that some of these were videotaped off of a an Appleton, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, like affiliate when back in the day. So we right. and this one is as well. And so it gets the little Appleton, Wisconsin, Green Bay bumper on the bottom, fitting because they're wearing Green Bay colors. Yeah, I immediately thought Green Bay. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm just going to say, Freight's trying out for the Green Bay Packers. Yep. And one guy, I was trying to figure out what position he played, because, I mean, you would think lineman, but nope, he's a skilled position yeah. because they're throwing him the ball. Yep. He's running the ball. His hand is bigger than a football. That yep. is how he is. That is, that is wild. <laughs> And everybody's so excited because they know that they have freight on their team, that they're going from worst to first. Yep. No problem. One guy yep. changes everything. Omar K. Diesel. That's great. They give, and it's great that they gave his name on the show just now. He's an ex-All-Pro linebacker. And I, and I don't know if this uh, – if we're on the Joes, because I alternate Joes and bad guys uh, for my file card. So if we are – if this one becomes a, a Joe, of course I'm going to do freight. But he's a right. he's an all pro expert, all pro linebacker. Okay, so linebacker, he's playing defense. But oh yeah, they're throwing him the ball, and he's running the ball. Yeah, it it makes no sense. It makes yeah. no sense at all. That reminds me, and I God, I wish I remembered what the joke was. But for years, uh, I remember this it was funny. There was a yeah an uh, an Archie joke book we had at the comic shop, mm-hmm. and in it was a football joke with Archie talking to his coach and it was funny and it was a funny joke and it made sense. And it was a play on something about being a halfback or, you know, quarterback or something along those lines, except if you knew anything about football, it wouldn't make sense because the, the position he was referencing never touches the ball. Yep. And, <laughs> and, and I read it and I laughed at it and then I went, Damn it, Archie! That just doesn't make any sense. Like, like yeah. it's, you can't. If it doesn't, if it just doesn't make sense, and it, even though it's funny, it can't be funny. Come on, yeah, come on, Archie. So freight. So they kick the ball off the freight, and of course he takes the opening kickoff, runs it back is, for a touchdown, and he is wrestling, manhandling, other, just wrestling the other players. He's yeah. playing, but he is a linebacker because he just played defense. There so, he played defense. So maybe he, maybe he, he plays both ways. He plays both sides of the ball. He's absolutely, yep. he's, he's both. And I appreciate that. That's what I did in high school. I ne- yes. basically never left the field. It yep. was exhausting. I, <laughs> I, I played high school, uh, in Ohio, uh, and played two years in college until my television career took off. Oh, wow. And, uh, so yeah, he's definitely breaking rules. He would definitely be thrown out. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. What position did you play? Running back. Nice. Did you play yeah. both? You said you, you played both sides of the ball. I did early, but then once uh, I, they like, no, you you well, can't when, play defense. Yeah, once you, <laughs> right. Once you once you become a running back, you're not. You shouldn't be using yeah. your, your energy on defense. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. I, one of my greatest accomplishments. I mean, not greatest, but one of the accomplishments. I was uh, 
all American honorable mention, not or all state honorable mention. Uh, in high school or college? And high in high school. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, we're going to go back to that actually. But so after the game, they win. They totally destroyed them. But in a really cool human moment, we see that in the locker room, Freight realizes he's not happy. That, that still not filling the void. Yeah, being in GI Joe gave him a, a life mission and a purpose, and just right. doing using his it's, it's kind of like Superman of like. You know, using those superpowers just to play football really well, it's not that's not why he was put here, you know, like so Freight has all this potential. For something more important, the fight for freedom against the toughest team of all. So he can't waste his skills just playing football. Yeah. And it's funny because he just has that deep need to be part of a team. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, did you that football just exploded? But it wasn't the ball, it was the wall. It was the wall, it but it looked, it gone. looked, and you know what it looked like. It was as if he uh, accidentally got a hold of uh, Sergeant Gridiron's grenade, go- grenade. grenade footballs. <laughs> so, yes. and, and it's, um, it's Rampage with one of the, uh, one of the robotic soldiers. They show up and they're going to kidnap him because they, uh, Claw wants him for that experiment to make him, basically they want to make a wreckage 2.0. Right. Bigger, stronger, better. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, so running back—that's great. That's exciting. Well, thanks. And did you you play two years of it in college? I did. I played two years in college, and um, what did you do to him? College was—it was a great experience, and I chose my college because they had a really cool TV studio, and to play football was kind of secondary. Mm-hmm. And I went to a team that they ran five percent of the time oh, and passed ninety. We're going we're gonna to be right back. Today's file card is on the big man himself, Freight. File name, Omar K. Diesel. He's a cutting-edge demolitions expert, an all-pro linebacker, enormously huge, incredibly bulked, over-the-top aggressive. He throws his weight around with power-packed football-style hits and headbutts. I like Freight a lot. Picture Shaquille O'Neal on the G.I. Joe team. He's got a giant red bandana. As Troy talked about in this episode, his his character has this like lean to the side, and I think because if they if they made him more upright, he just would have absolutely towered over every action figure because he is a mammoth dude. A couple episodes back, he was lifting a tank. On today's uh, pre-show stinger, he bent metal playing basketball. He's just got rippling biceps. Like he is a mammoth man. This is one of those na- code names that absolutely identifies what the guy's all about. He looks like he is a freight train and could just barrel through you. He's a fun character. And what's really funny is he doesn't even come with a gun. He's got uh, strong arm blocking power. And so they give him a a mace, a knife, and this glove, like picture like a hockey hockey glove, like he would stop pucks with it, which sort of ties into this episode where they wanted to graft that claw into his arm. But he doesn't come with a gun. Like he's just such a one-man wrecking crew. They're just like, here's a bunch of, of... brute force objects beat the crap out of your enemy with them i like them i like freight a lot i'm here for him omar k diesel we salute you oh so you're running back who went to a team that didn't run the ball exactly so <laughs> i was i was a blocking back and and i was a freshman sophomore and yeah. to be completely 100 honest i was not any playing time and the joy was gone yeah and yeah. i just kept kept myself being drawn to the television uh, TV studio. And that's what I, where I made a career out of. So on so, the show, we're actually, yeah, these, these, are, all, yeah, these are all flashbacks from 
wreckages episode that of right. when we see how he got turned into wreckage. He was a, he was a U.S. soldier who got injured and then transformed by this U.S. Uh, like colonel. But we right. know that that's not an actual U.S. colonel. We know that that's actually Ironclaw in disguise, and he right. manipulates uh, the soon-to-be wreckage and you know turns him into the monster that he is, Frankenstein kind of monster and all this stuff. What college did you go to, Trey? DePaul University in Indiana. Oh, nice. Yeah, I know De- De- DePaul with a W, right? With the with the W. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. The yeah. L, not the right, w. not the L. Yeah, yeah. I know DePaul. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. I was I was a so li- I was a lineman. Saw... Oh, a, so you've a... been tackling me? Yeah, yeah. I hit my head a lot. <laughs> I hit my I hit my head a lot. Yeah, I was a lineman. I'm both offense and defense. I was a, a offensive tackle and a defensive end. And uh, yeah, and I and uh, yeah, I, whenever they come up with that CTE test for normal living humans, I'm gonna take it because <laughs> I hit my I hit my head a lot. <laughs> I uh, going back to the TV show that flashback um, that was kind of surprising for me because they basically show the guy getting blown up and blown back from an explosion mm-hmm. that you don't see that on the original Sumbo or D. No, no, yeah. No. But I mean, you know, they had to drive drive the point home that this guy got hurt. That was Sumbo and Deke was yeah. all was all lasers. This is. Uh, and there, yeah. <laughs> what's amazing is that. Not only do they augment him physically, but they also give him a voice like this. Yeah. Because there's no way he spoke like this before he became a monster. <laughs> yeah, that was the hormone. Yeah. They just... So so they're going to attach, they're going to amputate. It's this is this I mean this plot is frightening. They're going yes. they're going to amputate Freight's arm and give him a metal arm like wreckage. And turn him in, you know, turn him into another wreckage. But but wreckage, the assumption was that he was already damaged, you know, kind of like a six million dollar right. man, you know, like we can rebuild him, we can make him stronger. This right. is wreck or freight is totally healthy, healthy. nothing yeah. wrong with him, and they're going to just chop him up and turn him into a bad guy. Yep. So he wakes up. Yeah. What's that? I said, You don't need this right hand. We got a better one. No, yeah, yeah. We got it. We got a good right hand for you. And yeah. And so now it, this is one of the uh, the patented like music video montage fights, right? That, that we see a lot on this show. And there's they, they they cut all the dialogue. We just get a nice big fight. And this episode, you... this one doesn't feel like it's f- for time purposes, but a lot of the times when we see these, there's a lot of that. Like it seems like they're they're condensing it because they ran out of time or, or they wanted to save money on budgets or stuff. But I guess in this, they're not paying voice actors, right? So maybe there's a right. budgetary thing. Maybe. And again, going back to the violence. So um, the guy got shot in the back and you see, I'm just surprised yeah. that you can see like the little hole. Um, yeah. But there was I mean, it doesn't, the, the actual it doesn't damage. him. No. No, and that's probably why they get away with it, maybe. Right. Because, but yeah, he definitely got, yeah. got a laser blast to the back, and it, there was a, a burn. Yeah, seeming burn, yeah. And, uh, and so Freight hands Wreckage what would have been the new version of his of his hand, and Wreckage breaks it with his old with the old normal version of his of his metal hand. And right. these guys are and, these guys are making friends. I feel right. like by the time we get season two. Wreckage is going to be on the G.I. Joe team. Yeah, Freight's trying to turn him. It's like, you can join us. Yeah. 
I mean, Troy, I, again, I'm not going for, I'm not watching ahead. So I'm watching this as we go. I, I can't wait to see what happens with wreckage. He's the most, right. he's the most gripping character on the show so far. And we metalhead yeah. surprises me. Cause number one is like, they give him a name like metalhead. And I've heard you mention him. I was thinking he'd be like some big buff. No, nope. this guy is like totally surfer. He's muscular and trim. But, but he's, nothing he's compared a, to all the other guys. Yeah, he's a skinny dude. He's the computer expert. He's very capable at what he does, even though he talks yeah, like a moron. Right. And yeah, he's. I'm fine with this this iteration of Metalhead. Yeah. But he is uh, he is still jacked up. But if Freight comes back home to the Joe to the Joe GI Joe team. And he's, welcome home, Freight. And that's great. And that's the episode. And we're going to go into a PSA now. Now it's one that we've seen before on the show. But Troy, I don't know if you've seen this yet. I've heard you talk about it. Yeah, it's uh, it was, it's, it's Stone, right, or is it Savage? I think it's Stone, who uh, just mysteriously, magically knows that the kid needs glasses. Not just that he's a terrible hitter. <laughs> <laughs> I recently got, uh, so yeah, I'm a little older, kids. And uh, it's the progressive lenses. They used to call them bifocals. Now they call them progressive. Mm. And I got uh, progressive uh, contact lenses, and they are not good. Wow, because you got to make sure you get them on right. Or yeah, well, all... it's 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 circular. It's picture it like cap- okay. Captain's Captain America's shield, you know. Okay. And it's that like makes sense. like one eye has it, and one doesn't. This is, I guess, the way they do it now. It is not fun. It's uh, I'm not enjoying them. I don't think I'm going to be getting them again. Take, mm. take care of your eyes, listeners. I say that not blaming myself. I didn't really damage my eyes. I just have terrible vision. But Troy, you have 2020 vision because you just watched G.I. Joe Extreme. That's right. There's and... nothing to do with your vision. But you watched it. <laughs> you watched it. What did you think? I, I, I like it. I, I dig it. Um, I like the way they... I mean. I like the freshness of it. The new one; these are new characters, new vehicles, new. Everything is new, and everything is different. And you know, it's not your dad's GI Joe. It's it's completely different. Not what I grew up with, but it, and it's in the world. I haven't quite figured out the world yet. It feels a little post-apocalyptic, but not. I mean, these guys don't look like soldiers, but they're. It's weird. It just yeah. really is weird. It is quite, they're, and they're it's part also of a team. They're also like in Europe. They're not in America, you know. Yeah. Like, um, they, you know, most of their action is not like on American soil either. It's it is uh, foreign soil. Um, I think this is this is my this is contender for my favorite episode so far because yeah. it's all it's it got all the humanity and stuff that I that I dig about this stuff. It's really I think this is a really really good episode. If you guys listeners if you really if you could seek this one out, um I think you'd enjoy it. I really really do. And I like the sm- the the smaller scale of it too. You know, it's weird because I I also like the large scale and the depth of like all the GI Joe characters, but sometimes when you have too many characters, it's hard to keep track of all of them. Right. There yeah. aren't it feels like there aren't armies. Like we saw, basically this is a story about four people mm-hmm. pretty much. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I, um, I have trouble with these guys anyway, because, yeah. because this wasn't my generation. So I, from show to show, you guys, you guys know, I have trouble remembering their names, but also it's because they, half of them did never had figures made. 
so mm-hmm. that there aren't a lot of visual um, representations of them. You know what I mean? To mm-hmm. reference, so like I only have one page, and it's only got half the roster. Like Mayday never had a, never had a character, so there's, there's only a picture of her figure on the back of a file card. So it doesn't burn yourself, burn it into your brain, you know. But we're getting there. We're we're, we're, we're plugging along. Yeah, and I definitely would have watched this on TV in 1995. It just wasn't around. And once, I don't even think the Deke era aired in my area. Yeah. And they just, they did, like, Sumbo, I saw them every day and every Saturday. But these later ones is like, and I was, believe me, I was looking for them. I, I think I was watching Transformers yeah. when they went to to Beast, Predacons Beast and Machines, yeah. Beast Wars. Yeah, Beast, yeah, Beast Wars. Wars. Yeah, that was awesome. So I remember watching those before going to school. So I definitely would have watched this show. And I, and I remember wondering, like, where's the G.I. Joe? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel like I saw some of the Deke stuff, and I didn't like it. And so I tuned it out, and I think I was aware of this. I definitely have the comic book from this. But mm-hmm. I... I remember when I got I picked the comic book up as a back issue. I did not get the comic book on stand because I think when I saw it, I was like, I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know <laughs> read this. I don't. Is that Black Dragon Snake Eyes? I'm confused. Let's move on. So, um, you know, I dig it. I dig it. And Troy, I really dig having you back on the show, buddy. Thanks so much for coming oh, back it was, on. It was a pleasure to be here and talk to GI Joe. Yes, Extreme! absolutely. Extreme. <laughs> listeners so make sure make sure you go to the gi joe berg youtube page and check out all these videos that troy is making they're really really great um i hope i hope you invite me back to voice something in the next one i, I look forward to, to it if i if i may absolutely you're you're on the short list and you know again thanks to gi joe berg for letting me be a guest there and um since i've done my videos there's been a number of people who've also come out and made their own videos. So now it's kind of becoming like a hub. So there's a couple of different voices there. That's um, so cool. Yeah, there's there's a guy uh, from Canada, Cobra Lang, who's put up a few videos now. And Cody did a 55-minute episode. Whoa. Amazing. Whoa. Yes. And it's, part, and it's part one. There's more. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, yeah, so it's an amazing one. And then there's a guy named Dustin who did a, a video with his kids, same thing, and, and that was a very good episode. So there's a lot of lot of us out here that are making our own little we call them play playmation or play motion. Play motion. That's, that's yeah, because it's not stop motion. Nope. But it is play play motion. I love that. That's a, that's the perfect name for it. And the way Steven describes is like, look, this is just a video recording of of a scenario and, and something we would play with when we were kids. And that's just it's through the mind of a child playing, but we get a little more serious mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, it, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a good excuse and reason. Look, honey, I need to buy this figure. He's in the next movie. He's already cast, you know, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we got to spend this money now. <laughs> <laughs> it's all research. It's all research money. Awesome. Right. Well, listeners, thank you so much for going on this ride with us. Troy, thanks again. And we'll see you next time. Now you, Joe, and Joeing is half the battle. Half the battle. Extreme! Extreme!